there's always been a recurring question throughout my life. What now? Since a young age, these two words have fueled my pursuit of understanding. It meant that my curiosities often got the best of me, because once I felt like I'd mastered something, I was straight on to the next. This thirst for knowledge meant that I was always chasing more. However, there was a point where this curiosity did fade. Once I left secondary school, I became more involved in urban pop culture, which pulled me away from my curiosities, and this continued until my final year of university. I'd lost my spark for learning, yet gained one for meaningless entertainment. A terrible trade-off, I know. And the same way that happened with me, I noticed that that happens with a lot of other young people once they leave formal education. Most attend not because they want to, but because they have to. And to make things worse, they have to pick from an array of subjects that they have little to no interest in, all by force, not choice. For this reason, conventional education has left a bad taste in most people's mouths. And since it's the only form of education that most people take and experience, it gets a bad rap for that. This ends up being the reason why people steer clear of all forms of education when they finish school. Even the word finish implies that effort is no longer needed. Unfortunately, most people take that phrase literally and never pursue education beyond that point. Conventional education encourages systemized thinking by forcing students down a predetermined career path. It's restrictive by nature because it deters independent thinking. To make matters worse, of the already limited options that we have, we only choose the paths that lead to more income and neglect ones that we're interested in. This is why a lot of students get poor results or drop out of education early. What they're learning doesn't interest them or spark any curiosity, which means they're learning at a suboptimal rate and may as well not be learning at all. This leads to my first point that education extends beyond the classroom. You stop learning once you left formal education. That's why you're feeling behind. So if we go by the noun definition of learning, the acquisition of knowledge or skills through study, experience, or being taught. When I say the word learning, what comes to mind? School, college, university, you probably thought of one of these. Well, you're not much different from everyone else. When people think of learning, they think of formal education, which makes sense because formal learning is the most recognized form of education on the planet. But for this same reason, we've become conditioned to believe that it's the only form of education out there. Let's just get this straight. Formal education isn't learning. Yes, they're correlated, but they're not the same. Let me explain. Formal education is a specific subdivision of learning that takes place in organized institutions and often results in recognized qualifications. On the other hand, learning encompasses all forms of knowledge and skill acquisition, whether formal or informal. So by comparison, learning is a much broader concept, yet most people lack awareness of any learning that takes place outside of a formal setting. Sadly, those are the people who stop learning the moment they leave school. But this is the exact moment that learning begins. The learning begins once you pass, not before. If you've been on the road for any amount of time and know how to drive, then you know what I'm talking about. No instructor, no safety pedals, just you and the car. When you're by yourself, you have to use your initiative to navigate the roads and correct your own mistakes. It forces you to venture beyond your comfort zone, encounter real life problems, and force yourself to figure out a solution through trial and error. However, I don't advise testing out your theories behind the wheel. That's not what I'm trying to say to do. There's other ways of going about it that are less fatal and less lethal, but you still get the point, right? Discovery through personal experience is the best form of learning, which leads into my next point about curiosity. Genuine learning is impossible without curiosity. And that was a quote by Naval. Curiosity plays a huge role in knowledge and skill acquisition due to our physiology. When the brain perceives something as pleasurable, dopamine is secreted which makes you feel good. In short, it acts as a reward mechanism. But the key word of that I want you to know is perceived. The perception of something being pleasurable is the same way that negative addictions are formed. 
So what happens is that the brain correlates that feel-good sensation with the performed activity. Dopamine is the same neurochemical that gets people hooked on drugs, alcohol, sex, and things way worse. But for that same reason, if used correctly, it can be used to form positive addictions. Now, keeping all that in mind, let's be honest. I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty safe to say that most of the population has no interest in studying the institution's pre-selected subjects. This is because it doesn't trigger enough intrigue to increase dopamine levels. I spoke about this in one of my previous videos. I believe it's to emulate your way to success. The aim is to associate positive habits with pleasure by performing actions that spark curiosity. A few examples of good habits include reading, writing, meditating, or exercising. Research indicates that heightened dopamine levels improve knowledge and skill retention, as well as acquisition. So in summary, the more you enjoy something, the easier it is to learn, and the better you'll be at doing it. Lifelong learning is about pursuing knowledge that piques your interest. It's near impossible to persist with something that you dislike or hate. This brings us on to the importance of becoming a lifelong learner. So I put out a tweet, oh sorry, sorry, I meant an X post a few weeks ago saying, start now, refine later. Becoming a lifelong learner isn't about becoming a book junkie. You're missing the point. It's about cultivating an interest in holistic personal development. I spoke about this in the previous video or episode, depending on whether you're watching or listening to this, called Chasing Money is Limiting Your Potential. Specifically, the progression of yourself through open-mindedness, self-reflection, and curiosity. Learning is the catalyst for growth. Awareness expansion forces the brain to process novel information by increasing its capacity for understanding. The process of learning involves making the unknown known by obtaining insights through knowledge acquisition. But this is only the first part. Knowledge enables growth, but doesn't actualize it. It's sequential. Learning must be balanced with experimentation in the form of execution. Theory without practice is useless. Practice without theory is expensive. Theoretical learning is great, but it only covers the first half of the equation. Likewise, practical learning only covers the second. A balance of both creates an optimum condition for retention by forcing synchronicity. Yet a common mistake is consuming knowledge without any use case. This creates fluff. Mindless consumption leads to overwhelming confusion because the brain has no reference point, which means most of the knowledge that you're consuming is discarded because it lacks relevancy. So if you've been following me for a while now, you've probably heard me say this a million times. Personal project creation. That is your answer. You must make life a perpetual game of experimentation through constant iteration and optimization. To become a student of your own life, your life must become work. Here's how you can go about achieving that. Your first step is to create a goal. Start by setting an intention to better your life and actualize your potential. This will help you align your daily actions with that goal. Then you can channel your focus and energy into reaching it. Intention requires effort. As with most things, if you don't make it real, then it won't happen. So write it down. Don't make me tell you again. The second step is to learn lateral, then vertical. The best way I've found to learn over the past couple years is to build out a project immediately, like as soon as possible. And the way we're gonna go about this is by learning the absolute basics. And by basics, I mean the bare minimum that you need to know to get started. This is learning laterally. Once you've learned the basics, immediately, and I mean immediately, start building out the project. Don't wait, there's nothing to wait for. And you're probably thinking, oh, well, what about when I hit hurdles and things? Perfect. This is how you're gonna learn. This is the point where you learn. As you encounter problems throughout your journey, seek specific knowledge 
This specific knowledge will be solutions in the form of guides, YouTube videos, Q&As, forums. You will search for specific knowledge that will help you overcome the problem that you're having. This is learning vertically. The reason I say all this is because it's inefficient to start learning straight off the bat. And when I say learning, obviously, you need to know the basics. You need to understand what you're doing. But to learn specific knowledge in the beginning is pointless. It's like people who go to the gym. Well, this one's going to hit hard for some people. It's like when you see newbies go to the gym and they're just focusing on arms. To me, it makes no sense because, bro, you're skinny everywhere. Like, just focus on doing some compound stuff and then work on the specifics. Like, build yourself a strong foundation, then work on specifics after. Because you don't have any muscle anywhere. So you doing a little few forearm curls isn't doing you any favors. And that's the same with this. You want to learn the foundations. So you want to build the foundations. And then when you get to an advanced level or when you get to a point where it's necessary, then you can specialize and say, okay, maybe I want to bring up my chest or maybe I want to bring up my tries. And that's when you speak specific knowledge for that. You understand that you can't cross the bridge until you get to it. This is the same. The third step is to schedule time for ideation. To make effective use of the mind, you must schedule periods for creative thinking, or as I like to call it, mind wandering time. So contrary to common belief, the brain remains highly engaged during passive activities, such as walking, showering, things like that. This is because the default mode network activates during this time to process and organize any unresolved thoughts and information. Now we want to take advantage of this. For that reason, I recommend walking. Unless you want to shower for long periods of time, then I mean, you can look like a shriveled up great, that's up to you. Dedicate at least 30 minutes a day doing so. It will help get the problem solving and creative juices flowing. Consumption of information relative to your project will further enhance this. So put in some headphones and cue a long form piece of content. This can be a YouTube video, a podcast, or an audio book. The choice is yours. Remember, it's called mind wandering for a reason. Stress inhibits creativity, so aim to be as present and clear-minded as possible during that time. Or in other words, Give your brain the space to do its damn job. Step four, create a system for capturing and developing ideas. When insight strikes, you need a note-taking system to write down your thoughts and ideas. I plan on releasing a free note-taking system in the near future, so keep an eye out for that. Just follow me on Instagram or Twitter or something. You'll see it there. Having a goal in mind helps the brain process information that's relevant whilst filtering out information that isn't. So during mind-wandering time, or any other time for that matter, Write down any and everything that's going to help you in the pursuit to achieving your goal. This includes passing thoughts, discoveries, and research findings. I mean everything. Over time, you'll have a plethora of research to refer to. But to prevent any overwhelm and confusion, I advise you spending an hour at the end of every week going through and organizing any unresolved thoughts and developing them further. And finally, step five, connect life with work and turn it into play. When self-development becomes your job, life becomes a game your perception shifts to a more open state which allows you to see the lesson in every situation a fun yet challenging game however please understand that building never ends this is why it's important to follow your interests i know me saying find your interests is a lot easier said than done but the only way to do so is by trying loads of different things and finding out what you don't like that way you'll reveal what you do like you have to kind of it's like just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks that's it that's the basic analogy for it and once you find something that sticks and you wouldn't mind doing for the rest of your life then delve into it deeper and again to reiterate this is going to take time when i say throw shit at the wall 
You could be throwing shit at the wall for six to, to three years, to five years. You could. But I mean, what's the alternative? Just never find what you're interested in. I mean, you do that if you want to do that. That's fine. But I've given you the option there. But let's be real. What's the worst that can happen? You improve alongside what you're already doing. And the best, you become the best version of yourself and reach your maximum potential. There's nothing to lose, yet everything to gain. With everything I've spoken of, it puts you in a perfect position to become a value creator and help others. I've also spoken at length about how you can monetize your skills, interests, and knowledge to create an income. These are both previous pieces of content. If you don't figure it out, society will figure it out for you and you won't like what they have in store. You are in control of what you do with your life. Make it your life's vision. Strive for more. You owe it to yourself. And on that note, we've reached the end. Same old YouTube stuff, like, share, comment, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Be sure to subscribe to my weekly newsletter where I talk about similar topics, so life and business, straight to your inbox. There's a link to a free productivity and life planner below. Also, if you're looking for one-to-one -one help, there's a link for that too. Stay up to date by following me on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, X, sorry, X. And I'll catch you next time.